The Summit Federal Credit Union Taste of Syracuse presented by Tops Friendly Markets is back this Friday and Saturday. ESPN Radio Syracuse. I'm a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like to have points. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn a, into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is in the chemistry lab. You're on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help Let what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Pauly Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Alongside Pauly Sebelia, I'm Stephen Fonte. We're back from the long weekend. 315-437-7644. Chris Carlson from Syracuse.com will join us at 1230. We'll hear from Patrick Stevens, lacrosse writer for the Washington Post. Uh, we caught up with him prior to the show. We'll play that uh, back for you coming up at uh, 1.30. And then in between, uh, we'll talk with uh, Cooper Boardman, play-by-play broadcaster for Westwood One and the Worcester Red Sox. Uh, he's going to be on with us to talk uh, women's national title game and, uh, and so much more as uh, the North Carolina women and the Maryland men uh, were both crowned champions, both closed out. Undefeated, perfect seasons. Uh, we didn't think anybody was going to touch either of those two teams. They they both had some. Uh, they were both pushed. Let's put it that way. Final four weekend. The uh, uh, North Carolina was well behind against Northwestern in the semis. Came back and won it, and then won a uh, very close game against BC over the weekend and win the title. And the Maryland men uh, had a, a healthy, comfortable lead yesterday uh, in the championship game against Cornell. Big Red made it interesting, cutting it to two late, uh, but Maryland hangs on for the 9-7 win. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk with Patrick Stevens about their place in college lacrosse history. Very impressive season. Uh, very impressive run these last two years out of the Maryland Terrapins. They've lost one game in two years, uh, that one game coming in the national title game to uh, to Virginia a year ago. Uh, Paulie, anything stand out to you from the weekend? Did you watch any lacrosse? Uh, what, what stood out to you? I uh, watched lacrosse, and you know what stuck out to me? That damn rain delay. Yeah, right. That affected your weekend. Yeah, I had to come in here and sit here and listen to a music bed play and tell me there was a rain delay going every five minutes. For three hours or yeah. so, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Did you watch any golf? Did you watch any... NBA, NHL. It was a there was a lot going on this weekend, sports wise. Uh, yeah, I watched a little bit of everything. I watched the NBA. I watched. I'm, I'm more of a baseball guy. I watched a lot of baseball. Power washed my deck. Did you? Oh, yeah. okay. So the power washer works. Yes, then. it works it's, great. It's in, it's in good working condition. My wife is uh, is not too happy with you. Yeah, I know. She texted me. Yes, she did. She took my phone. We were sitting next to each other, and you texted me, and then she took my phone. And texted you in all caps about the power washer, but you still don't have it. So I'll I'll break that to her. Later. I'll I'll bring it in tomorrow. I'm not finished with my uh, with my uh, my deck yet. See, that so. is a good excuse. That's a good excuse. It's, as it's, soon as I'm done, he needs tonight, it. Tonight, I'll tell Kim. He needs it. As soon as I'm done tonight, I will get it uh, to her. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. She's well, not holding her breath. What stuck that. out for you? Uh, I bet that Davis dude. 
to do not what? Davis Love yeah. to win it, but he finished in fourth. He place. made he made it interesting and didn't quite get the job done. Yeah. How I about did. Harold Varner? Did you see did you see what happened to him? Talk no. about he was he was tied for the lead uh, on the back nine, and then he was ten over on the back nine or whatever. I mean, it was it was bad. It, he had, he had a really rough stretch of holes. Um, Could you shoot ten over on a PGA in, in course? On no, on, on ten nine, over on nine. I cannot on a PGA that course. Would be, but yeah, because that would be. I mean, you're, the, it's long. You I would mean, have it, to par every hole. The, you know, it. Yeah, I could not do that. No. Not on a PGA course. You couldn't bogey every hole on a PGA course? I don't think so. No way. No way. I mean, Mario, I would use him as an example, who's a very good golfer. Um, he played at Oak Hill, where they're playing the PGA next year, and he shot right around 100. And he's a pretty good golfer. I mean, he was, you know, whatever that is, 30 over or whatever. I mean, it's it's a different animal like when you're playing a PGA course. It's interesting, like, just how un how good pros are at every sport. Like, you can't do anything that a yeah. pro does. Yeah. You can't play basketball. You can't play baseball. You can't play golf. I feel like golf would be the easiest. I think but bowling, it's not. bowling would be the easiest. Really? Bowling? You know, you know how hard bowling I is? I know. I'm aware how hard it is, but at least the game is the same. Like, when you're talking a PGA golf course versus, like, anything around here, like, we have some really good go- golf courses around here. They're not PGA caliber. Do you think what well, what's the highest you've ever bowled? I have no idea. I don't bowl. I'm just saying at least it's the same game. Like they don't change the they don't change the game when you're bowling professionally versus, you know, just for fun. It's it is what it is. Would you would you be able to like if you practiced for like I don't know. For like a month? A month. Good, like be good enough every day for a month, be good enough to bowl. I, I no, you you would have to practice because yeah, right. if you if you, could, you have to practice for more than a month, if it was that easy, everybody would do it. <laughs> well, you just made it so I feel like bowling would be easy. I don't think well, it you would said be. of all the sports, golf would be the easiest. But you know, the, no, fu- the you're right because the funny thing is, is like sometimes you see like people bowl like three hundreds, right? Just randomly, like yes. random dudes, right? Like with golf, I mean, you need to uh, to compete on the PGA Tour. You need to be able to hit the ball a mile. Like if you're bowling, like you don't, it, it, there's not one way to do it. You don't have to do it, you know, super speed or like is is, is you just need to knock down the ten pins. Why are you laughing at me? I'm just laughing at this because of just how I we just look at bowling like me. We talked to Dave Ryan last week about it. They're just like, yeah, you I'm can bowl. I can it, do that. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying of the sports that come to mind, guys. I'm not. I'm. I don't think bowling's harder than golf. I'm just trying to figure this out in my head. If we did a top five hardest things to do in sports, they say hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports, right? I I would think that would be extremely difficult. But you you, you say that you know the French Open is going on. Try to hit like a. A serve? A, a serve, yeah. Like try to return a serve from like Djokovic. Like, Would you put that number two? I, I'm just saying. I mean, well, like a serve, the your your the head of your racket is bigger than a baseball bat, right? I so you, right. that's gonna up the odds. But it's can, also like, coming accidentally hit it. It's also coming to like 130 miles an hour. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Like there's there's not a chance I would touch it. Like if I feel like we need a camera and just need to try all of these. Try things. all of these. 
There's like, no chance I'm hitting a major league fastball. There's no chance I'm hitting a serve. All right, I want to. What is the average like average score of a pro bowler? How did I do this? Two thirty to two fifty. I bet there's people around here that could do could do that. The average bowler around here, I have got that information for you. So the local bowler averages two hundred five to two twenty five. Right, that's average though. So there's you know yeah. there's some that would spike up to the that pro range you're talking about. Average twenty two. There's there's five points. There are five pins different between a pro bowler and the really good guy eating nachos <laughs> and playing at flamingo so do you, bowl. Do you agree yes, with me? Yes, that then? would be the easiest. Okay. I guess. All right. Thank you. I was not. What about darts? making disparaging comments about bowlers? I'm Have just, you ever watched those pro darts dudes? Those dudes are sick. Yeah. Um. I don't know enough about it. I don't know enough about it. I don't know how how long you would have to practice to get really good at it. So hitting a hit, hitting a baseball, we'll agree on. Hitting a serve is number two, right? I mean, it's it, it's got to be up there. All right, well, this is our we're, we're hashing through our five hardest things to do in sports. Re- like, you have to be a special individual. I would put this to like catch punts and return punts and kickoffs, right? Punts more so than kickoffs. Punts you could you know yeah you might get hit. As you're catching yeah. the ball. That's not going to happen on a kickoff. <laughs> would you put that in your top five? Returning I would punts. not want to do that. I would not want to return <laughs> a punt in an NFL game. No, thank you. I would fair catch every time. But you could get hit with a baseball or a, or that serve. That wouldn't feel good. Either one yeah, of six that's would. true. I would prefer the tennis ball opposed to the baseball. Okay, so we got returning punts at three. We got two, <laughs> two more to come up with. Parring, I mean, shooting par on a PGA golf course. Opposed to actually touching a major league. I mean, parring a major league golf or parring a a major league or a a PGA golf course, 18 holes, that's probably the hardest thing on the list. If you're talking about, you know. We'll go one hole. One hole. Parring one hole, not a par three. Oh man, for for an average golfer, I'm I. Is that what you're saying? An average yes, golfer, just for us. I'm for talking us, us. I wouldn't have a chance to do that. I mean, I, I guess I'd have a chance. But but I golf. See, I I don't I I don't play tennis. I don't play baseball. I haven't played baseball since I was like 16. People are saying something with hockey. You dopes. I mean, if you're a goalie, skating alone, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> skating alone. If you're a goalie trying to stop a slap shot. Stopping a slap shot. Yeah, I guess I'd put that. At least the slap shot might miss. That would hurt. (laughs) That would hurt equal to the punt or a a fastball to the dome. Got all that padding on, though. Yeah, I bet you that doesn't help. Like, I was watching. Yadier Molina's been a catcher for a thousand years, and I saw him take at least three foul balls off his dome. I'm like, why would he still be doing this? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Govendo saying, "What about basketball? Like, there's nothing in basket. Like, for the average person, scoring in a basketball game would be impossible. Scoring against an NBA player would be impossible. Yes. But anything else, if you're doing, well, you, it, can, you could you get could, lucky. Yeah, in basketball, you could 
if you're doing it without anybody else on the court, hit an NBA three-pointer. You couldn't dunk, but you could hit a three-pointer, right? You could, yeah. And even in a game, like, again, you could get lucky. Like, I'm not... I'm not getting lucky with a 99 mile an hour fastball. Like I'm not touching it. I would put okay. Here's what I'll. Uh, here's my five. I would put hit a baseball. I would put par a, a professional golf course hole that isn't a par three. Uh, I would put return a punt just because you would. I would die. That's the one that would kill. Like you, I could die. So one. it's different return a punt versus field a punt. I feel like you could field a punt. It's not easy. I've actually no, tried no, to field no, a punt I, before. I'm talking like people fair run. catch a punt. Like I, I, I could do it. It's not easy. I could do it. but Not I, with people bearing down on you, you couldn't. If you fair catch, you know you're not going to get hit? You don't know you're not going to get hit. <laughs> the guy might not see it. I put return a punt, stop a slap shot, and then I'm going to put lacrosse goalie also. So those are my five. All right. Where did this come from? This was not what we were going to talk about. I don't know. Somehow we started talking about bowling. Jordan wanted to talk X's and O's about the sports. And yeah, blah, blah. So apparently bowling is easy. Darts would, like, I'm telling you, those darts guys are special. Yeah, I, I don't pretend to think I could do that. They come out to walk-up music and they throw darts. Can't be nervous for darts. You, gotta, you have to be steady and precise. What would you say you're the least likely to be able to do? I see. I think if it was coming out of a machine, I might be able to hit a hit a baseball. But if it was coming out of a pitcher, well, arm, right, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I think a machine is different because again, you you have the the peace of mind knowing that it's going to go over the plate. I have zero chance of hitting a baseball that moves. You know what I'm saying? It isn't just straight down, like a curve. Yeah, like a curve, yeah. a splitter. That's why I quit baseball when I was 16. I couldn't hit a curve. So. <laughs> I was a really good fielder. Could not hit the curveball. There's no chance I'm hitting a major league pitch from a major league pitcher. Not a chance. So I, I would put that number one. Something you and Luke Voigt have in common. <laughs> Difference is he's a major league baseball player. I he have an can't excuse. Do it either. I have an excuse. So you think you could bowl? No, I don't. Two oh five. I don't know if I practice very, for a month. You were very. Uh, you're. You're. You were talking down to our bowler. I was there. not. It like was I, you, like you, plural. It wasn't. I wasn't like, like talking I about can me. Do that. Yeah. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. How about this? Uh, do you want to bowl this summer? Sure. Me. <laughs> After lunch that week. We'll go bowling. We'll go up to Apex and I we'll bowl. I, listen, I'm not. This I'm is not, gonna be like a good date. That that sounds Steve, like fun. I'm gonna take you to a nice steak lunch, dinner and then we'll go bowling after. Lunch and bowling. I that sounds like fun. Um, I'm not pretending to be a good bowler. I can't even tell you the last time I bowled. I'm just saying. I think of the sports that you threw out there. I think the average bowler with some practice would have a better chance of competing. Like the average golfer is not parring a PGA Tour course. All right. Not a chance. I came into this saying, hey, let's do a wish list of what people want Syracuse sports to do. And I ended up talking about bowling. Never know what you're going to get on this show. Kevin from Liverpool, apparently in our chat, is a bowler. So I want to, when he when he comes into the chat, we need to find out what he averages. What his average is. Yeah. And we'll, yeah, he could chime in on this discussion. 
My buddy Tom used to get in like that Syracuse post standard yeah, thing. Yeah, sure, the Masters. He's bowled 300 a couple times. Bowling's not a sport now. If Tom can do yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm just saying. Like, bowling's not a sport. It's just rolling a ball that if you do it enough, you're good. It is a sport. You have to be athletic to You don't have be to be athletic to, to, be a, to be a good bowler. Athletic, I think you don't know what that term means. You need some some degree of athleticism. You do. No? No. <laughs> no. You just need to be able to pick up a ball and roll it. <laughs> you don't need to be an athlete. I mean, that is a skill. That is a that is yeah, a skill. skill yeah. yeah. There, there's some there's some baseball players that are pushing whether or not they're athletes or not. You know what I mean, though. I'm saying like you you have to practice. It's not like you're just going to be great at bowling. Like you have to practice. Yeah, but you don't have to be athletic. That was a great lead off for a Tuesday after a long weekend. National championship. We game. didn't even get into Game Seven between Celtics and. Uh, and Nobody Heat. cares about that. They want to hear us talk about nonsense. Well, maybe we can talk some basketball on the other side. You, you just follow me. I know how to win awards, kid. Uh, apparently, you do. I can't argue with that. Uh, Chris Carlson will join us at twelve thirty. Maybe we can get his thoughts on this riveting how about bass topic. Bass fishing. I want to talk to him about that article he wrote. Yeah, well, that's why he's like. I'm out. going to be a little bit critical. That that he talked about who made how much. The, the coaches made at Syracuse University. That headline was outrageous to me. Because everybody, like, Dino Babers was the highest paid at, uh, person at the university. Everybody knows it's going to happen. You didn't have to put in the one game, yeah, se- in right. the one win season. Well, you, that's what you do on the show. You hold people accountable. That's right. I do. I hold. All them. right. If you want to check in, give us a call. 315-437-7644. Chris Carlson on his way in about uh, 15 minutes from now. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation. All right, Stephen Pauly back with you here on a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. We're back from the long holiday weekend as we welcome in our first guest. You can read his work at Syracuse.com. Chris Carlson, our guest on the show. Chris, always great to talk to you. How are you today? Good, Steve. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Good. You have a good Memorial Day? Yeah, no, it was it was relaxing. I didn't do a whole heck of a lot this weekend, which is, is good every once in a while. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I made uh, I made burgers homemade for the first time, rather than doing like the pre-made from Wegmans. Nice. So uh, that was that was my big excitement for Any, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Did you mix anything in with it? Was like some people use the Lipton onion soup mix, some put bacon in them. Did you do anything uh, crazy? I, I didn't get. I didn't get super crazy, given it was my first go-around, but I threw some breadcrumbs, I threw the egg, uh, I doubled the Worcestershire sauce that the uh, the recipe called for. Um, so nothing crazy the first go-around, go around, like blue cheese or bacon or anything like that. Wow. We should have him on Bridge Street. He can, uh, it sounds like he can cook us up something nice. Uh, well done, it was, Chris. It was at least edible, and I would serve it to other people, too. So it met that standard. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I got a question for you, Chris. What goes, yep. what goes into a headline... On Syracuse.com, because you guys did the article on what everybody was making at the university. What goes into a headline where Dino Babers was Syracuse University's highest paid employee during football team's one-win season? Like, What goes into that that you got to point out that he got the one win in the season also? 
Yeah, so I, I mean, I think normally um, with that headline, it would probably be, you know, Dino Babers made this much money in this year um, because we get Syracuse's financial information on a delay. Um, I want to be transparent about that. That's not what he's making now. It's not even what he made last year. It's what he made like two seasons ago. Um, and I think that's the most memorable thing like about that season. Like if I, if I told you he made that much money in 2020, that wouldn't mean a whole lot to you. But when I tell you, like, he made that much uh, money in the one-win season, it's like, oh, yeah, that one-win season. And it it sort of puts you in that sort of place in time um, better than that. If he won four games or three games, I don't think that, you know, I don't think we would have gone with that headline. Uh, But it, it felt like a way to be very specific about what year that was. So yeah, we're talking 2020. Uh, the the tax forms. Uh, you know what what stood out to you? I guess when you looked at that 990 form uh, from Syracuse University. Yeah, uh, I mean it, it's always very heavy with athletic department officials. Um, that's not different than any other you know major college in the country that, that plays sports. And I mean you know you, you guys know my uh, my spiel on that and athletes. Um, but but I I mean I thought that. Obviously, Dino's pay was very substantial. Um, You know, they signed that extension that they sort of had to after the 10-win season when he was a hot commodity. Um, But it shows that Syracuse, to me, it shows that Syracuse can pay for a very good football coach. Um, And then Tony White uh, um, making $660,000 was probably the big thing Um, from following that for the past decade. I've never seen an assistant coach for football show up on that form. Um, six hundred sixty-six, six hundred sixty thousand is pretty good. You know, uh, I think you should be able to get a, a good coordinator for for that amount of money. And I think it shows that, like John Wildhack was was telling the truth when he says that we can't spend with you know the big boys, but we can spend in a targeted way to try to you know where we think it's smart. Um, and they felt Tony White was smart, and they went out and did it. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm sure for a while you guys heard, oh, Syracuse doesn't really want to compete. Oh, they're just sort of cashing that ACC paycheck. And I, I mean, I think this is a sign that like they, they are certainly making an effort uh, to compete in football, you know, within the athletic department to the best of their ability. You know, that that sounds like a lot of money to the average person, what Tony White's making. Where, where did that rank him among defensive coordinators in the ACC? Do you know? So I don't know. Uh, I didn't do that search, Polly. But I mean, the um, now if I find it, I'll Google it. The, the assistant coaches are a little bit more trickier to find right. because they don't often show up on these forms, um, like like the head coaches do. But I mean, we are in a world where there are million dollar coordinators. Right. Um, you know, there are the Bud Foster, who who is Virginia Tech's old defensive coordinator, who who is you know really highly thought of. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was making like a million a year when he went. So, you know, 660000 is like what you, I, I mean, I think that's probably a pretty good spot. Like, like you're not cheaping out, um, but you're not like setting the, the bar uh, in the ACC either. You know, we see Tony White's name on that list uh, now. Do you suspect that when we, you know, a couple of years from now when we get the uh, the numbers for this year, do you expect, you know, Robert and I is going to show up uh, fairly high on the list as well? Yeah, that's a good question, um, Steve. I mean, I suspect he's sort of in that area. Um, Tony, I think, was a little bit different because, I mean, they, they 
got him from Arizona State where he was a sitting defensive coordinator. They got him at the end of that whole Zach Arnett fiasco. Um, so, so they really needed to bring in somebody quality um, because of that pressure. Um, and, and Robert Anay, I mean, he was certainly like, he didn't lose his job as a power five coordinator, but they did have a staff replacement where, where he did have to go out and like find his next job. So I, I don't know that the level of competition for him was probably quite as high when they got him as it was for Tony. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Tony kind of came out a little bit higher for, for that reason, but I wouldn't think that there's like a big gap between those two either. You know, I, I mean, both are pretty well thought of within that, within the football, college football world. Yeah, uh, certainly sound logic there. Uh, moving on, you know, Jim Beheim uh, checks in with a salary of about $2.3 million. Uh, you know, we know he's getting money from different sources, but, you know, yep. the, w- w- the average listener, average viewer might be like, huh, I would think that, you know, Jim Beheim would be number one on that list, uh, not Dino. Y- your thoughts on uh, on Jim Beheim's compensation? I mean, Jim, is, Jim, is, Jim is, has been a bargain for a long time uh, at what he is charging the university, and he has certainly not attempted to, to make every penny from Syracuse University that he could over the years because he could be higher on that list, a lot higher on that list. Um, you know, I, and he's between Mike Bray and Steve Pykel of Rutgers. Um, so again, you know, two coaches that are well thought of, but not exactly legends in their field. Um, you know, so to me, that is the interesting question when Jim eventually moves on is, is how Syracuse navigates that world because they are presumably not going to get somebody of Jim Beheim's caliber um, for that bargain price, uh, which is going to probably cause either some rejiggering or they're going to have to make money somewhere else to try to find a, a, a really good basketball coach. Um, you know, if you promote somebody from within, that person probably, you know, helps you out for a little while there, but, but they, you know, prove that they can do the job at a high level. Um, you know, they could warrant more compensation. Um, you know, so, so, so to me, Jim, Jim Bayheim, you know, he's been a bargain for a long time, um, to the school. And, and you know, I, I think that shows it, um, you know, do, Calipari is up there, or Bill Self, I think, led the list at, at more than $10 million. So uh, pretty pretty big gap there, right? Yeah, I'm going to ask you a question you may not know the answer to again also, but does the does do the assistant coaches benefit to what Jim Beheim does in taking the less money, you know, as the basketball coach? Because those guys, the, the coaching staff's been together and around for a while here at Syracuse. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that, Polly. My, my my guess would be yes. You know, my my guess is that by by Jim saying like, "Hey, I'm not going to like, you know, push you for every dollar that I could that I could push you for." Um, the assistant coaches probably get a, a better deal, and there's a, a little bit more money allocated towards men's basketball when when that time comes around. Um, I don't know that for a fact, but but that seems like a pretty logical again sort of assumption on my fault on on your part. Um, I wish I knew for sure, but, but you know, Syracuse doesn't talk a lot about this stuff because they don't have to. All right, Chris, uh, anything else uh, you want to touch on about the, the 990 forms or SU's budget? Anything else you want to touch on before we let you go? Uh, you know, I, I don't think so, Steve. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave off my, uh, my athlete compensation lecture because you guys don't need it today. You've, you've had it enough <laughs> and uh, given me that platform over the years. So uh, I'll, I'll spare everyone that today. 
We, we've been discussing with our listeners, Chris, about what we think is the hardest thing to do in sports, and you don't realize how many hard things there are to do in sports. What do you, you know, everybody says hitting a baseball, but then someone says riding a bull. What, what do you think is the hardest thing to do in professional sports? Oh, man. That is a, a I mean, I think, so, so this is just me as a, as a uh, 170 pound, like fairly weak individual here. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm probably more heavier than that, but just as weak as, as that should be. But like playing linebacker, <laughs> like, it, like I, I think it would be physically impossible for me to like tackle somebody and maybe I could get lucky swinging a baseball. Maybe I could get lucky returning a serve in tennis, but I don't think there's any way that I could, I could tackle like, like a halfback in football. It would just be like physically impossible laws of physics. Yeah. We put returning a punt. So yeah, that would be up there with it. So yeah. Trying to bring somebody down is that's yeah. a, that's a good one. Sacking yeah. a quarterback. Like, if I was one-on-one with a quarterback. Yeah, I tried to bring down Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah, right, good yeah, luck. Or, or Garrett Schrader, right? We've all stood yeah. next to him. Like, like, good luck bringing that guy down. Yeah, uh, that's a good one, Chris. All right, thanks for coming on, as always. We appreciate it. And uh, keep it up with those burgers. We'll uh, Maybe we'll have you on, and uh, you can cook us something up nice in the future. All right, talk to you soon, guys. All right, there he is, Chris Carlson from Syracuse.com. And with that, we'll take a timeout. We'll wrap up our number one next on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation. This one you might not know, Steve. This is, uh, I think there's something going on by Frida from uh, ABBA, but Phil Collins on the drum. This is a banger of a song. I'm telling you. I've heard this song. I wouldn't have been able to get the the artist. I knew it. Of course, you're not you cultured like me. Well, this is right in your wheelhouse. I mean, you do a whole show about this. So, vlog opportunity. Go, go. Total Eclipse of the '80s. Aftertaste of Syracuse. Big Total Eclipse of the '80s in Orange Nation announcement. We're gonna combine the two and to make one great party. It's gonna be wild. And while we're also just talking nonsense, thanks to Kevin in Liverpool who subscribed on Q Sports Talk. Thanks, Kev. Also a very good bowler. Average 218, Steve. Wow, that, that is good. We should pay him to be here. That kind of talent. Well, you heard Jordan's voice, so what oh. do you have for us, Jordan? Are you ups? Are you sure you understand the risks of stock ownership? Shut up and take my money. Shut up! I'd buy that for a dollar. That guy's got to kill as much time as we can, business. Jordan. I've been a rich man and I have been a poor Get man. Get this show over with. rich every time. <laughs> it's time for Buy or Sell on Orange Nation. Double bump means less of us. Go ahead. Steve, were you a little upset that I talked before you introed me? Is that no. bad protocol? Yeah, no. You, you should learn to just talk when spoken to. That was not passive-aggressive on my part. I was just saying you heard his voice. He's back. It would make the show so much better if you only spoke when I asked to speak. I'm buying that. <laughs> okay, well, sometimes I've got to <laughs> speak. Like, All right, go ahead. For example, fellas, I'm going to try my hardest right now. I need you to buy one of these two series because I know hockey isn't our main sport here, 
But we're in conference finals time in NHL. We got uh, some good matchups, whether in the East, Rangers just won game seven yeah. last night to advance. So we have Rangers-Lightning. We have New York oh, versus the Crunch affiliate, the Crunch, Crunch parent team. And then we've got a ton of stars over in the West between Nathan McKinnon's Avalanche and Connor McDavid's Oilers. There's star power. There's local interest. Buy or sell watching one hockey game. I'm buying that lightning game. I was, as I told you, I'm a man of the people, and I was using the self checkout, and all I heard people talking about was how uh, game game seven of Lightning Rangers. Polly, you're the guy from the radio. I recognize you. You've won two awards. What do you think of the Lightning Rangers series? Seriously, though, it was, and leading up to it, Carolina, they had won He's trolling all their, me. I don't care. They okay. had won all their home games. They had lost all their road games. The Rangers won on the road last yeah. night to be Handling. one of the Final Four teams. Yeah. I, I actually watched the game. Right. There was nothing else on. I watched you the know, game. You, um, that was a shot at hockey. No, I'm not taking that. I'm just saying. There's nothing else on. He was saying that we don't <laughs> watch hockey. I watched the game last night. Rangers crushed so, him. I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to that series. Rangers lightning. Um, and I tell you what, I think I've watched more hockey in these Stanley Cup playoffs than I've ever watched before. Connor McDavid's a lot of fun to watch. He's nuts. Yeah. Uh, I talk about this with Matt, who's here sometimes. He works at NHL. Like, Connor McDavid has been top two in the NHL for three, four years now, and still it's like barely anybody knows who he well, is. Well, part of it's because where he plays. And part of it's just that it's hockey. Yeah. I mean, they just got a deal with ESPN, but... I think it's worth watching, especially when your boy Mario sending me first goal scorer props for the Avalanche. Oh, did he do that last night? Yes. Yeah. Did you get any? Yeah, he did. Man, Mario must. Have well, been he dead. S- he sent me before the the Hurricanes Rangers game. He sent me a couple. I didn't get any Avalanche. He's, he must. He's he's given oh, us. It was. I don't know hockey. It was two players on the Canes. La- it was last night. I'm okay. trying to pretend. You want to hear a fascinating hockey story? Sure. When I was in high school, I got in trouble and grounded because of a, a hockey game. Okay. I was supposed to be home at like midnight, and the, there was, a, I believe, a Penguins game. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was, but it, it was a playoff game, and it just kept going and going, and I got grounded because I broke my curfew watching that <laughs> stupid hockey game. Was it worth it? Doesn't sound like it. No. So maybe that's why I'm a little better. Uh, Prince Odie says that what I said about the person coming up to me and saying, hey, you're that really handsome guy on the... Uh, Award-winning radio show. What do you think about the Tampa Bay Lightning Ranger series? It did not happen. No, I was there. That happened. Thank you, Jordan. I was literally there. Steve well, was there. What else you got? So I want to go back to Saturday. Paul, you were upset about the Yankees not playing on Memorial Day. Yeah, I think stupid it's, scheduling it's by MLB. Kind of goofy. So they are on a two-game losing streak right now to the Rays. They lost on Sunday a 4-2 ball game. But I want to get to Saturday's game. Fire Boone. That's the one the game on Saturday that's going to stick in Yankees fans' craw. And it's because of one pitch, a 3-2 pitch from Garrett Cole that was not called how he liked it. Here's how that sounded, oh. Mr. John Sterling. Oh, 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 oh. Two outs, no one on. Bottom of the six, Yankees with a run in the first have a one nothing lead. It'll be a 3-2 to Choi. And Cole deals. And it is... Wow. He hasn't called a strike. Choi took a half swing. And I think everyone was ready to run off the field. And so there's a walk. John Sterling was shook. Garrett Cole was shook. Randy Rosarena would go on to tie up the game. The Rays would win that ball game. And 
Garrett Cole, he's had some criticism on his attitude in the past, I'd say. He was very upset post-game, but he was trying not to show it. He's trying to any doubt in your mind that you had Choi there in the sixth inning? No. Do you go back and look at it anyway, just to be safe? Well, just... I mean, I look at it anyway, but yeah, but no, that was a strike. Knowing you could have been out of that inning, just how frustrating is the way things unraveled and the way this game ultimately turned out? Yeah, kind of a bummer. Whatever. Did that call impact you besides the besides the lead to the walk? I don't think so. Which one is it? I mean, you can see him during the game yelling at the ump, you missed that one. He that doesn't the mean it affected him. I th- I think you could tell it, but even after the game, like he's trying to act like it didn't get to him. No, was it, it was a bummer. I whatever. Have they showed it with the like pitch thing? And yeah, the it, light was, up? it was, was a strike. Okay. It was a strike. It was it was it so was much. Of, it was so much of a strike. I happened to be watching the game live when it happened. It was so much of a strike. Nothing else on that. Normally, brag. normally a catcher you know frames it and then like waits for the umpire. But it was one of those things where everybody started to go to the dugout. Like in including Choi, like Choi looked like he thought he struck out, and then he realized that there was no strike called, and then he kind of like you know unwrapped his protective gear and and like walked you know took the walk. But the catcher, Cole, the pl- I mean the players started to leave the field. You know somebody in the chat had just said that nothing in baseball was hard compared to basketball and football. Uh, Being an umpire is hard. Oh. You imagine having to call those there, people are those balls are moving all over the place. They're coming 100 miles an hour. I can't even read the stupid thing for the eye test. <laughs> <laughs> One or two. One or two. I don't know. I'm sick of Garrett Cole's. Yeah, Garrett well, Cole's I'm, crap, to I, be honest. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, it. you know, I, I don't I'm a Yankee fan and, and I don't love it, listening to him sometimes. In that case, though, he. He was right. I mean, it was a strike. You know, they did it with the, as Paulie's saying, the little box up. It, it was close. I don't like whatever after the game. I'm cool with him getting mad during the game, but don't. Well, he's trying to say it's not upsetting him, and right, he's but he was clearly word clearly irritated, and I, you know maybe he's trying not to get fined or I don't know. But it, it yes, it clearly bothered him. It clearly clearly bothered him during the game. It clearly bothered him after the game. Um, but yeah, it was a strike, and yes, the umpire missed the call, and it's unfortunate because Umpires the game call turned. Every right? Game. No, I know, but I know. The, it, it was the game turned right after that, so I don't think it was a coincidence, Jordan. I think it absolutely bothered him, got him off his rhythm, and and the Rays took advantage. If you're as good as Garrett Cole, get, getting a bad call should not affect you. All right, it was a one run game, key spot. Walks a guy, still thinking about it. You've been pitching in the major leagues for years. You're going to umps are going to miss calls. It happens. I guarantee it happens to them every game. There were some bad. I mean, every weekend there were some bad ones. There was one in a Giants Reds game where the tag was completely missed, but because the catcher has to give the runner a lane now, they just ignored it during the replay. I went on a tangent, but you're right. They're missing calls every game. If you're as good as Garrett Cole, you should be used to it. Yeah, especially on balls and strikes. You can't be perfect on balls and strikes. You're gonna dumps gonna miss them. MLB update before we uh, move on. The Blue Jays five game win streak. They're trying to catch up to the Yanks. Angels lead with the MLB's longest skid. They've lost five straight. They blew that game to the Blue Jays eleven ten. Fire Boone. Before we get to Patrick Stevens, buy or sell Paulie bringing in this power washer ever because we have people in the it's office. It's gonna happen. Offering. It's gonna well, happen. So. It'll happen tomorrow. Well, it'll happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Steve's threatening. He's just going to show up at my house. Steve's the one who has to do the power washing, and now he's getting to the point where it's like, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. We we talked about it over the weekend, 
And Kim is aware that we will be at Taste of Syracuse. And she said, oh, well, maybe I will stop <laughs> no down on my lunch break and have a talk with Polly myself. <laughs> It'll so, be here tomorrow. Okay. She doesn't need to come I, to Taste I think she believes that I haven't actually asked you for it because she, she's she, like, I'm going to come down and ask him myself. It's the only bit we have on our yeah, show. She knows we have a podcast and a live stream, right? So how about this? <laughs> she she, she, there's no get... way she's listening right now. Just don't bring it in the rest of the week and let's see if she shows up on Friday. We'll see how she badly better she show wants up. the power it's washer. Taste of Syracuse. Yeah. Everybody better show. I'll be announcing a couple bands. If you want to see me completely put my foot in my mouth, pull up. It's going to be good. I've offered Jordan $5 in today's economy. That's not a lot, but it's enough to get you half a pack of hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, I offered him, just, and it's not like he's like, well, I get fired if I do this. And I'm like, no, it'd be great. He's introducing bands, and I just want him to go up and say, Hello, Syracuse. Are you ready to rock? Like, just like yell at. Is that not like so cliche and hokey? I just want him to say, Hey, I'm Jordan from ESPN Radio Syracuse. Thanks for coming out to the Summit Federal Credit Union Taste of Syracuse, presented by Tops Friendly Markets. I'm taking notes. Welcome to the Holbrook Heating Main Stage. Syracuse, before we bring out Just Joe, are you ready to rock? Then can and I do an I can't hear yes, you? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what we want. Okay. And five I bucks. want it recorded. Five bucks. There you go. Wait. It's I an have, easy five bucks. I can't self-record, though. Because if you think you're unlikable now, <laughs> if you get up on that stage and drop an I can't hear you, we're not bringing out Just Joe until he can hear you in the back. <laughs> that is the, that's the most creative read. Ever. That was very well done. Thank you. But yeah, I'll be I'll be doing some other fun Taste stuff. Taste of Syracuse this Friday and Saturday. We'll be there from uh, noon to two on Friday. Apparently Kim will be there also. <laughs> We're getting back together. It's the downtown biggest downtown festival, live local music. Sixty six food vendors. I think it's even more than that by now. Uh it's in the mid seventies. I know that for a fact. Three stages full of live music. The Summit Federal Credit Union, Taste of Syracuse, presented by Tops Friendly Markets and uh Jordan will be introducing bands and eating a lot of one certain type of food. Yes, I'll introduce Stephen Fonte and the Power Washers. <laughs> there you go. I'm telling you, Friday, she's going to confront you, Paulie. Could make for good it radio. new album, Get Your Act Together. <laughs> All right, we talked with Patrick Stevens uh, prior to the show, lacrosse writer for the Washington Post and USA Lacrosse Magazine. We'll play back that interview for you next on ESPN Radio.